Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. This podcast is the place to learn about healing, transformation, potential, and radiant living. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but please just call me Rachel. Thank you so much for listening and learning about true healing, intuition, and enlightening from the inside out. This episode is brought to you by the Rev with Rachel affiliate source code meditation and online education and meditation practice for awakening your higher brain and expressing your most radiant authentic self. You can go to the show notes for the link to sign up for a free enlightening webinar with the creator, Dr. Michael Cotton and his new book source code meditation is available on Amazon. Check it out. It's good content. And I would love to stay connected with you. If you want updates about Rev with Rachel and living a Rev life, please go to drrachelw.com, enter your name and email address, and I will send you Rachel's Nine Happiness and Healing Essentials, which talks about my favorite healing tools, including what we're going to be talking about today. So the link is in the show notes. And also, please like Rev Life with Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone on Facebook. Today's episode is called Essential Oils Basics with Cindy Daniels. Cindy says she is a serial entrepreneur. She is an executive coach and leadership development as well as a copywriter. Cindy is passionate about wellness, chemistry, animals, plants, all kinds of things, and she is a leader with the number one essential oil company on the planet and has been using essential oils for 20 years. She's also been helping people with using essential oils and teaching classes for seven years. Welcome to the show, Cindy. Hi, Rachel. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's awesome to have you on here. I'm grateful I got to meet you through a local um, writing group called WOW, Women of Words. Yes, I love that group. (laughs) Me too. And, uh, you know, when I'm there, it's always delightful to see you there. I appreciate you. Same. Yeah. Genius in that room. (laughs) Yeah, it's fun. So, you know, and the creativity. Gosh, you know, what people share and it's fun. Mm-hmm. But so one of the things that I talk about with healing and that has been really useful to me is essential oils. And I think I've been using them for about, gosh, seven years or so. And I just thought it would be a great topic to kind of talk, share with the listeners some basics about essential oils. Like, what are they? How can they be used? All of that stuff. So I'm excited to have you here today to talk about all of that. Well, thank you. It really is. Um, it re- I'm going to just start for your listeners on a really, really basic level. Uh-huh. Because some people don't even know what essential oils are. And quite frankly, Rachel, they're all the rage. You can see yeah. you can find them all over the place, can't we? Yeah. And here it's becoming really, really common. Now the grocery stores and you know, box stores and all kinds of things have essential oils, or you can get them on Amazon with diffusers and everything else. What's mm-hmm. interesting is people now know that they, many people don't know, which is shocking to me when I teach classes, but many of them, many people don't even know the difference between, um, or what to do with them or anything else. So I thought maybe I could just go into the basics, basic of basics to help yeah. people and what they are, if that's okay. 
That's awesome. I would love that. Okay, so essential oils really are basically super concentrated plant extracts that come from lots of different kinds of plants. And many people can probably relate to them a little bit easier starting with just basic herbs. So if you go in your garden or you and you um, touch a basil plant or rosemary, everybody knows what rosemary smells like. There are a lot of hair care products and the like, or, or um, peppermint, that's a classic example. You touch a peppermint leaf and you can smell peppermint on your fingers. Mm-hmm. Those are inside these tiny plant leaves and, you know, it doesn't only have to be leaves. I'll get into that in a second. But that, the smell, the aromatic compounds that come from that are um, the essential oils. And they're actually the immune system for the plants as well. Because uh, plants have to survive just like we do with everything from weather to droughts to animals who want to eat them and bugs and, like, you know, diseases they get and everything else. And so if we look at how plants grow in certain environments and not in other environments, it's because it's sort of like Darwin's theory in my mind. It's like the survival of the fittest. So the the plants that grow in different regions of the world are the ones who, you know, can best adapt to that particular, you know, environment. And that's why they're the healthiest. Mm -hmm. So the essential oil part of the plant is not only their immune system, but it's also... um, got a ton of therapeutic uh, value for for us as and you know other animals too as a matter of fact and so these go back actually years I mean we're talking centuries ago people have been using them in like China Greece there's all kinds of history about it totally fascinating mm-hmm. Rome as a matter of fact um, there's a story about how, how Hippocrates used you know, the aromatic essences, they used to call them that. You know what, actually back then, they didn't even, there's not a lot of history that even distinguishes between perfume and medicine back then. Oh, interesting. So they would go back to, you know, is thinking that their scents were also medicinal for them. In many cases, it was. There's tons of history about how um, that those were some of the most precious uh, things that people could own. And many, many uh, tombs actually have where, you know, when people got buried, they got buried with their most important things and essential oils were their most important things. And, and interestingly, there's still some viability, tiny little viability that comes from those pure oils way, way, way back then. Mm. Anyway, Hippocrates used these scents to fumigate the city of Athens to fight off the plague epidemic at one time. So these have been going on forever. This is mm-hmm. new news. There's just not a lot of history in our country for um, it to be as prominent, if you will, because we have different kinds of medicines that we use in our society. Right. And so, for myself growing up, that was all I knew of was the Western medicine model. And something's going on, you go look for a pill that will take care of that for you. <laughs> Versus... Yeah, you know, that was how I grew up. And yeah, and so this just kind of blew me apart. And I was very excited to find that there's just healthy, natural options for us. Well, actually, um, I grew up a little bit differently than that. I grew up in a farm and um, my grandma, uh, 
um, actually had wild, wild chamomile growing in her yard of all things. And so when I cut her grass, it smelled like chamomile. But even when the babies were little, we always had babies around. And they get upset stomachs and crying and crying, 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 wouldn't sleep. Grandma's like, Cindy, go pick the chamomile. You know, so I go pick the little yellow buds and she boil up tea and make the faintest, faintest, lightest tea to feed, like to, you know, give bottles to three week old, week old babies. And then they'd sleep. So for me, this was plant. We've been using plant medicine forever. It wasn't a big deal. I love that. So um, ironically then, what do I do? I go to college, you know, I went to go Badgers. I went to, um, (laughs) and um, it wasn't pre-med for three years with, you know, tons of chemistry and math and all that Mm -hmm. until I um, switched over to um, get an animal science degree and took agronomy and life, which is of course all plant-based science. And fast forward all this time, I, uh, I've always looking at, been looking at alternative medicine because the synthetic-based model that we've had in our society is totally good for lots of things. Don't ever hear me disparage the medical mm-hmm. community. Um, it's just that we a lot of times think if you have this condition or this symptom or whatever, then you take that thing for it. It's a one-to-one thing. You know, you have head tension, you take this particular product or what. What's interesting about plants, it's sort of like vitamins. If you take vitamin C, for example, for whatever reason, it works in our bodies for lots of different things. Mm -hmm. Go to plants. So essential oils, you might um, be using a specific essential oil for some anti-inflammatory effect. And it also is you know, find out that it's calming or soothing as well. I mean, isn't that so curious? Like it, we could use them for multiple things. So I love the idea that it's not one symptom or condition to, you know, one solution because one one particular plant could be like lavender, for example. Oh my gosh, it could be used for a bajillion things. Mm-hmm. And they're non-toxic. So we don't have to worry about the synthetics and side effects and everything else. Um, with pure therapeutic rate plants. But you know what's interesting also is the consuming public doesn't necessarily know, and it's nobody's fault because remember, it's not common in our society yet to know what even to do with essential oils. And so um, you know how they're made? Actually, they're made by steam distilling tons of plant material. Like it it could be like hundreds or even thousands of pounds of raw plant material to make like a pound of essential oil. Oh, wow. And I know, right? And so they're super concentrated. Like one drop of peppermint, for example, using the peppermint I use, therapeutic grade, so, um, is equal to 28 cups of peppermint tea. Oh, my that's, gosh. I know that's craziness, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's So, you know, you don't want to ruin your hot chocolate by putting one drop of peppermint in it because it's too much. You might just oh. take toothpicks worth. That's how, <laughs> how, how potent this stuff is. And I, my youngest brother, for example, says um, when I was teaching a class, I said, you always have to remember what essential oils because they're so, so potent and our bodies have to, you know, process all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That you... Um, 
less is more. Frequency trumps quantity and usage all the time. So it's better to put on like one drop four times a day than four drops once. And so whenever I teach a class, he coined the standard phrase that I use all the time. He said, in other words, don't be a moron and put more on. Right. <laughs> don't be a moron and put more on. Always, always, always less is more. Oh, and that's when, good to know. I like that. And when somebody isn't feeling well, what is the first thing we do? We run to a medicine cabinet saying, well, I'm going to use this and I'm going to use that. And, you know, don't do that with essential oils. Mm. No, when you're not feeling well, just focus on what the thing is. But anyway, they come by steam distilling or they can um, be done like citrus oils are cold pressed from the rind. So that's the way to extract the plant extracts from the actual plant. And then they, and then they come in bottles. The thing that's interesting is the perfume industry is the number one user of essential oils. And they can take all kinds of plant material because they just want it for the aromatic qualities, right? They want it to smell a certain way. That's very, very, very different than the essential oils that are extracted for, um, for therapeutic rate essential oils. Okay. So that's important to note because if you're going to purchase them, this is for your readers, to, to excuse me, your listeners to notice. If you're going to go buy a bottle of essential oil and there's a whole bunch of stuff that says, you know, caution because you shouldn't consume essential oils. Well, I happen to be a gardener and I can go in my backyard right now where I have lavender and rosemary and marjoram, oregano, basil, lots of it, all of that plant. And I'm expected to eat that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go like eat my basil. I'm going to make pesto out of it later when I get a bunch of it. So if we, if people aren't to consume essential oils, then you can't, you probably can't eat herbs because you're eating (laughs) essential oils, right? Mm -hmm. You're having a salad and you're eating plant essences. Mm -hmm. The thing is, if it's going to be, essential oils happen to be the number one adulterating product ever because, you know, the cosmetic industry and the perfume industry has their own reasons for doing additives. Uh, We, uh, you know, when you're doing therapeutic grade essential oils because our bodies might have inflammation that they might help with or, or you get like um, a, a, you're cooking and get a burn with grease or something that could use some support with lavender or something like that. Um, you're not going to want to have it have all kinds of other stuff other than the actual chemistry. So when all of this plant material is getting condensed and distilled down, the difference is that that can be harvested from kind of anywhere and, and use different kinds of things like branches and, and flowers and roots and all kinds of stuff. And remember how you said I was a copywriter, you know, for copywriting, we like make things up for a living. So <laughs> the idea is if I'm going to be using therapeutic grade certain plant, I'm going to want to make sure the essential oil, this oil is harvested from the particular part of the plant at the right particular time of the season in the right um, that certain stage of growth and all of these other things for its harvesting to get the best chemistry. Mm-hmm. And so I can say that particular plant is, you know, ABC oil. 
in other kinds of industries where they're using, they need it for aromatic use, right? Mm-hmm. They can take the whole plant, maybe, you know, it could be the seeds and the leaves and the branches and everything, right? And keep in mind that I can make things up. I could say if I'm distilling that same exact thing, because all I'm using it for is aromatic reasons, I can say it's 100% ABC, right? Uh-huh. It's still the truth. Except that when you're looking at something that you might like, for example, basil, since we've talked about that being in my yard, I'm looking for an essential oil that will have a supplement fax label on the bottle. Because if something says a, a supplement, just like all supplements have to have at every single Whole Foods or supplement store or whatever, all, you know, anything that's a supplement has to have a supplement fax label. Mm-hmm. It, it is able to be used internally. Essential oils that can be used internally actually have a supplement fax label on it. And if it can't be used internally and it can only be used topically or aromatically, then it won't have a supplement fax label on it. So if I'm going to look at a bottle of essential oil, for example, and it's something that I would eat out of my backyard, rosemary or basil or whatever, and it doesn't have a supplement backslap on it, that's of concern to me. Mm -hmm. Because what else is in that bottle besides the thing? So that um, is, that's a basic to, you know, since we're talking about essential oils basics, that's a basic to look for is, you know, is this pure and potent if I'm going to be using it for certain things, or am I simply going to be using it aromatically like the perfume industry might do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. With regard to, you know, usage, I could certainly give you some ideas of things that people use essential oils for. If you're yeah, that would be really helpful. Well, first of all, I can't talk about this. I don't diagnose or cure or treat anything. But interestingly, plants are really just vibrations, and they're just really chemistry. Mm. And so we're all chemistry. Plants are chemistry. Did you know even our emotions are chemicals? When I teach emotion classes, it's fascinating because our emotions are chemicals. Oh. And um, so if we, if plants are chemistry and we're chemistry, then um, it's sort of like if you had a, a jar of red butter that was half full, and then you ordered, added some blue water to the jar. The, it, the red water wouldn't stay on the bottom and the blue water wouldn't stay on top. It would like all mix together and make purple water, right? Okay. So if we're going to be using any form of external chemistry to help us, it's going to, our bodies, our skin um, will absorb it. And essential oils have super, super, or tiny, tiny molecules. That's why lots of times, you know, you could look them all up uh, and find out that they are, depending on the plant, they have, like Hippocrates knew, uh-huh. <laughs> they, have, they can be antibacterial or antiviral, some of them, or antifungal properties, antiseptic mm. properties, you know, things like that. And they're all live. So what we don't want to do is um, get them over like 118 degrees. Like do not leave them in your car in the summer in the heat. 
because anything left in your car in the summer, the heat, if it's organic, isn't going to live. Okay. And don't freeze them, you know, because they are plants. And you know what happens when you, what, when the first frost happens, you know, they, nothing's green anymore. Oh, yeah. So you, so if you're going to, you know, put, for example, a therapeutic grade um, consumable peppermint, again, watch for supplement labels, in your brownies, if you're going to make brownies, they'll still smell good and taste good, except they won't have therapeutic benefits anymore because what you just did was bake them at 350 degrees or whatever, right? So they're um, not going to work anymore. And so they work vibrationally. So if, um, if, if I've got something going on with my nerves and tendons and I match and um, say it's stiff or the like, and I match um, an oil vibration that will help with nerves and tendons, then um, my body goes, hey, yay, that certainly supported me and I can feel better. It's not like the plants cure anything, but it's not unlike we are very familiar with the concept of chiropractic, for example. A chiropractor isn't going to make you better. He or she is going to simply do some alignment work such that your body then can make itself feel better. The same kind of thing happens with plants. So if I have something going on with my respiratory system and I put something on me that would normally help for what we just talked about, tendons or ligaments, my body's like, well, that's nice that you sent that in there, but like, who cares? My respiration is fine, but it's not going to help my ligaments. Cause, so all of them have different ways of doing that. And again, it's just simply chemistry. And so, for example, we have these things and this is going to don't it, it let your head explode. But um, like if we have certain kinds of um, chemical um, backbones that are just simply, we call them backbones, but it's just like a whole bunch of carbons are put together. And they're called monotropines, which is like a 10 carbon backbone. And then we have sex with terpenes, which are like 15 carbon backbones. And so if you mix a monotropine, for example, with a plant that has high in esters, just simply chemistry, that might be restorative. Or if you have like a sesquiterpene and mix another sesquiterpene, that might be soothing. Mm-hmm. So if you look at, you just are mixing chemis- chemicals together and then those are, you know, what effect it is gonna have on our body, whether it's calming or soothing or grounding or whatever. And then you look at what plants have those chemistry, that chemistry, and that's how it helps our body. Oh, cool. Uh, so. I can give you a really easy way for your, um, for your really, really easy way for um, your readers, uh, your listeners. I always keep saying readers. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> your listeners to um, understand this. If you kind of think of where plants come from, that will kind of tell you how they might be working for you. So citrus, for example, grows on trees, right? They hang, they, they hang from trees. And you have to reach up for them to grab them off a tree. Citrus oils, for example, are very uplifting. So if you're thinking of things that, think of where they grow, where they're up in the sky, they are uplifting. Oh, cool. If you're looking at like vetiver, for example, is very relaxing. And that comes from the roots of um, grasses. It's like we happen to get ours from Haiti. Deep roots, and they have to be in the ground probably 16, 18 months 
for it to have the very best chemistry. And that is very, very relaxing, good for sleep, things like that. So, um, or you think of what other types of, um, and that is, you know, simple chemistry that are very stabilizing, like two like a sesquiterpene in the alcohol would be vetiver or sandalwood. Sandalwood, for example, is like, um, it's a wood from a tree, right? Sandalwood. And what do people use those for? Remember, pe uh, people use that for yoga practices, relaxing, um, aromatically. They might diffuse it for like a Zen experience. Sandalwood is very, very grounding and relaxing. And what is that? Trees. Trees have roots. Roots mm -hmm. are grounding. You know, so if you think, of, and if you're looking for something that could be either uplifting or relaxing, just think of where you might be hanging out with your hammer, right? Lavender, mm -hmm. you know, all of your herbs and stuff like that. Some spices. Spices can go either way. Cool. Mints can go either way. Flowers are relaxing typically, you know. So look at um, if you're sitting around in nature and going, what the heck should I use for this thing? Mm -hmm. Where, where do you, would you dig for it? Where would you reach for it? Is it uplifting or is it relaxing? So oh, that's I love that. Thanks for sharing that. And well, and everything. <laughs> that's really cool. Um, I haven't had, I guess, you know, I've been using oils and just kind of learning about it myself, but I haven't um, heard it said in the way that you're sharing it. And I love this. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, I was just thinking maybe I could give a couple of little practical examples for things that people, um, just super practical, mm -hmm. just a couple little, maybe five or six different oils that people are, they're really common, really. Okay. Common. Perfect. And, um, because when I teach my gardening classes, um, or active lifestyle classes, I would just think of maybe something that, and remember, we want to make sure that that these are, um, they have supplement back labels on it because I'm okay. only talking about oils that are safe for that sort of, you know, thing. So you should be using them topically, which I highly encourage dilution, by the way, um, people. Okay. If you put a drop of essential oil on your hand, 40% of it is going to flash off right away. It's called flash off. And that's why it smells good, right? Mm. And the reason it works really well is because it's going to hit our limbic brain really fast. You know, a smell is the first thing we develop. And so that's why uh, essential oils work so well, so well for mood management. So if, um, so when I'm teaching classes, if people are, oh my gosh, we've got whatever flying around, people are on too much sugar or wine or whatever. <laughs> you never know my classes unless I'm in a public setting. Um, I actually have to pass around lavender just to calm everybody down. And it's totally good for children. I mean, I didn't say for children. You just have them smell it. It's fine. My grandson is like, oils, grandma. He's always using the roll oils. <laughs> He's two. And, or if people are tired, it's the end of the day, they're tired. I'm going to use some maybe wild orange and peppermint together. It's very, very uplifting. That's citrus, peppermint. You're tired at night and you're driving late. Take your peppermint with you and smell it mm. because it's very, very uplifting. And it's um, and so don't do peppermint when you're ready to go to sleep. That's just not a plan. Yeah, <laughs> and probably don't do lavender first thing in the morning when you're attempting to get out the door to get to work. I mean, it's just 
um, super important to know which oils you're working at with, with, at any given time. But people are familiar with lavender. Mm-hmm. I had the pleasure of um, last year, almost, well, next month, it'll be a year that I was down in Bulgaria at a, um, during the lavender harvest. And it's, um, it's amazing at how, uh, how lavender how lavender smells when it gets harvested. It, it, we live up here in the upper Midwest and almost everybody knows what's, what hay smells like when you cut hay, you know? Imagine that sprayed with l- lavender. It smells <laughs> like lavender hay. It's beautiful. Anyway, lavender is good for so many things. If you would get a, um, we talked a little bit about a burn. You could put that straight on. Um, but that would be the only thing that I might suggest putting uh, something straight on. Okay. And EAT when you could put it on straight because almost all oils are so so potent that first of all that you might want to blend it you know a drop with another drop of or two of uh, or even more of and put even in roller bottles of like fractionated coconut oil fractionated just because it stays liquid and it doesn't turn you know uh-huh. white and hard like regular organic coconut oil um uh, or even an unscented lotion, because that oil will spread across your skin more and take some more time to get into the dermal layer, and it won't be dermal layer, skin layer, um, and it won't be um, as localized and have as much flash off. So okay. uh, you hardly need any oil to have the therapeutic benefits of it. So always, always dilute them. But sometimes you don't want to. Like um, if you get a burn, lavender is it was very, very soothing for that. Mm-hmm. And you can find lavender lots of places. Again, remember, you'd want it to have a supplement that's stable. Peppermint. Oh, my gosh. We all uh, talked about it being um, helpful for, you know, st- being alert. Another thing it's really good for is digestive issues. Um, oh. Helps. Uh, peppermint is good for digestion. Also, almost all bugs hate it. Mice can't stand it. Mm. Um, if you have a, a mice issue, you know how they all want to come in in the winter into your garage, or sometimes people get them in their basements. You will um, just put peppermint on Q-tips or cotton balls around the baseboards, or they'll just leave. Oh wow! Um, um, almost all bugs hate it, and people who do organic gardening when they're looking for insecticides, herbicides—not uh, um, herbicides, insecticides—you um, could take. Um, uh, pure lavender and 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 put it in a spray. You know, dilute it quite a bit and um, spray that in your garden, so you won't have to worry about putting all kinds of toxic stuff on your plants. And yeah. the bugs just don't like it. Um, another real common essential oil is lemon, and a lemon is really, uh, you know, if you get again. One with a supplement facts label, not like the <laughs> lemon oil that you're going to use to like clean furniture. Um, you want to use um, and consider that for um, anything that you need for a cleanser. It, it even works well as like taking sticky stuff off or anything super powerful. But this is what I want to caution all of your listeners about. Any citrus oil is photosensitive. Mm. So do not put any bergamot, lemon, orange, lime, anything like that on your skin and go out in the sun because it will, in fact, um, have a reaction. Sometimes some people get badly burnt or sometimes your skin will just turn brown. And no, ladies and gentlemen, it will not wash off. Mm. 
the same thing is it would be no different than if you're zesting a lemon or a lime and the spray sprays onto your skin and you go out in the sun, that it's that is the essential oil. So it comes from the rind and the, the oil from the rind is photosensitive. So give yourself, you know, a good 12 hours before you go in, into the sun. So always remember citrus oils have photosensitivity. Okay. Another effective thing is think of anything that is anti-inflammatory, copaiba, frankincense, a number of things. We always look at if you have something in your body that is sore, stiff, um, hard to move, tension, things like that. That's sort of um, that a lot of times that um, that's caused by inflammation in many cases. And so look at some of the essential oils that might have. Um, have anti-inflammatory properties because remember it's just chemistry and that will help relax those um, the, the parts that are inflamed. Mm. Uh, and our final one is um, Melaleuca or tea tree oil again, the high quality one. Um, when you ever think of that, it has incredible antifungal properties. So a lot of times I'll have, you know, anything that, you know, I even have people clean garden tools and stuff with Melaleuca because oh. you want to get rid of a lot of the fungus spores that you're moving from place to place and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but um, what, one of the things is, if you ever think of like road rash, if you're going to... <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I can't remember, I was talking about this in one of my classes, remember when we were kids, I don't, I grew up on a, you know, a gravel driveway and I, we crashed on our bikes, my brother and I all the time. And oh, I don't gosh. even through a summer that I didn't have scabs on my knees or elbows, right? Yeah. Those are the types of things that, that Melaleuca would be good for, like um, like strawberries. You, you, those are really effective for it to, you know, not um, have uh, skin abrasions. It's, it's good for that sort of thing. So awesome. uh, those are really just some helpful tips because we're right in the middle of summer. And there are t- also, you might want to think of... Um, like Arborite, Lemongrass, we have lots of blends that are very, very good for um, this time of year with the bugs are out. And okay. so um, we have, so use natural products for re- repellents. You know, you, your little baby should not be putting this garbage on themselves. I'm, I'm not going to get on a soapbox about it, but oh my gosh, we have mm-hmm. natural plants. Plants resist help people that... Um, when I put put on repellent um, plant, you know, for for bugs, I can go in a garden that has that awful itchweed, you know, that stuff that you uh-huh. want to scratch your skin raw on. <laughs> that it itchweed doesn't even bother my skin when I have plants. Um, when I have plant oils on my skin, mm. so plants protect us from, you know, plants. They also protect us from other plants. I mean, from, from both bugs and plants. Mm-hmm. So those are really helpful tips. I hope that your listeners can use going for this. Yeah, that was awesome information. And I'm sure they want to know more. I mean, I, I'm kind of wondering, well, how do I use that fr- uh, frankincense? <laughs> and, um, so if, you know, tell us a little bit more about, you know, why you love the company you're with. And if you want to elaborate, you can. Well, 
like I said, I've been using essential oils for a long, long time. The lady who, I, way in the beginning of this story, I told you I met at a holistic health fair, she stopped um, doing them. And so then I started using my thoughts you know, flower remedies and everything just wasn't the same. And I were, were using some other essential oils over the course of years, you know, only because that's what I felt was available. And um, two of my friends almost virtually at the same time introduced me to this company or told me about them and introduced me to this company called doTERRA. It's called mm-hmm. D-O-T-E-R-R-A. That's um, the company that I get my oils from and teach about and built a business with and um and the first time I smelled it I happen to be an oil I happen to be allergic to lime and the first oil of doTERRA's I smelled was lime oil which I by the way can drink because um remember it's cold pressed from the rind not the fruit I oh sure. interesting like a, not you know because everything's got different chemistry right it's a chemistry uh-huh. we've talked about the whole time and um so you um so it was delicious. I ended up putting some in my water and it took me two days to drink a glass of water because I was afraid of a result, a reaction that I didn't have any because I didn't, you know, because of wine and it uh-huh. was not problematic at all. But um, then I smelled, I smelled the peppermint and I smelled the lemon. I smelled the, I started smelling more of their oils and immediately I knew I didn't even know anything about the company at all at the moment other than I don't get Where's my visa? Is what I was. Oh thinking. yeah. <laughs> like, how do I get my hands on this stuff? Because it was just so much profoundly different than. And I have to tell you, uh, one of the things that I find found to be most fascinating is like if I wasn't, if I didn't have an experience of plants my entire life, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have recognized the difference. I would have said, oh, well, that's what lavender smells like, or oh, that's what lemon smell, oil smells like. Mm-hmm. Except that because I had such a strong reference point, I knew that this was profoundly different. Then um, the reason I do, you were talking about the reason I represent this company is because um, I, you know, being a scientist, mm-hmm. yeah, I was fascinated with their quality standards. I was fascinated with the fact that they source oils from where they grow best in the world versus, you know, like, like people, I could grow grape vines probably in my backyard and create some form of wine out of it if I wanted to, right? Mm-hmm. Or I could let the people who grow grapes where they grow best in the world make <laughs> the wine, right? Like, yeah. And most of them come from second and third world countries who don't even have the sheer amount of sprays and everything else that we use on our plants and you know locally yeah and so and what's other you know maybe it's my farming background I don't know but there are some tribes and cultures who have people who are the keepers of the seeds I mean that's their job in their tribe and so their plants are like so pure and um they make really good oils. We don't have to be worried about, you know, not all, they have strict, strict standards. As a matter of fact, when I was at the distillery in, in Bulgaria, um, there are the contract farms to that are with them. And doTERRA, by the way, has 84% of 
the top essential oils in the world now under contract with them because they're so big they need it, but they don't, their testing standards are crazy. So at the distillery, the manager said, we actually reject more essential oils and plant materials than we um, buy mm-hmm. because doTERRA standards are so high that um, now a lot of farms are saying, well, we're going to have to fix our growing standards if we want to sell to that American distillery because mm-hmm. they just won't take it otherwise. So I feel comfortable using these with helping my friends and my family and people I love because mm-hmm. they they test more than anybody else does. Okay. And it's called, is it certified therapeutic grade? Am I saying that right? Um, it's certified pure therapeutic grade, yes. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> CPTG. <laughs> certified pure therapeutic grade, that's the grade. Mm-hmm. If people want to find out about it, they can go to um, a, a website called source2u.com, S-O-U-R-C-E-T-O-Y-O-U.com, and learn about that there. Cool. And if they want to connect with you, because Cindy, you're a beautiful teacher about this. I, I could listen to you for more than just one class, like two hours mm-hmm. <laughs> all day. <laughs> I teach so many different classes. Around awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, w- I would love for the listeners to connect with you to learn more or to, you know, they can purchase essential oils from you. They could build a business through you with essential oils if they wanted to. Uh, you know, what would be the best way for them to contact you? Well, thank you, Rachel. Well, if they want to learn more, they can go to my website called wellnessinspires.com. That's W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S, inspires, I-N-S-P-I-R-E-S.com. You'll see my little picture up there, a little bio, and can poke around that site. Or if you they want to meet, you know, reach out to me directly, I'll just give you my email address, which is Cindy, C-I-N-D-Y, at wellnessinspires.com. Awesome. And we'll put the link to your website in the show notes too. So they'll be able to um, catch that there. But do you have any like final thought or comment that you want to share with the listeners about essential oils? Kind of at a bigger picture. Thank you for asking that, Rachel. That don't be afraid to use natural products um, just because we might have, I mean, good natural products just because we might have um, been trained into a different model. You know, they're just so, so um, beneficial. I just look at, you know, I think of moms with kids who are, you know, they have to take a half day off work and use PTO time and home out of daycare and all of the other stuff for something that they could maybe just, you know, the night before when they feel that children are getting something come on use a tiny a little couple drops of oil a couple times and 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 mitigate that issue and and I'm thinking oh my gosh for pennies on uh, compared to even uh, a copay I mean like I know a lot of people have such huge deductibles on their insurance right now that they're all this stuff is out of pocket and I think god get just get you know maybe 10 or 15 oils in your house that you could use all the time green cleaning all of this stuff and it was, it's just pennies on the dollar compared to those giant co-pays. And I know young families struggle with, with that sometimes when they are paying for daycare and they're paying for diapers and all of that other stuff. 
there's some really simple ways to get the toxins away and, mm-hmm. and maybe, just maybe, eliminate some of those things in a gentler way for your little ones. And who doesn't have stuff? I mean, I'm working with elders too on the flip side. You oh, know, yeah. Skin is so sensitive and they're prone to things. So mm-hmm. just, just thinking, think natural first. Yeah. I mean, if, no, if you need triage, get yourself to the emergency, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but if like, but the basics, uh, plants can help you with that. But really good plant medicine oils can help you with that. Yeah, I have loved using oils in our house. You know, I mean, they're, you can clean with them. You can support yourself emotionally. You can support yourself physically. You can, if you feel something coming on, like a little cold, you can knock it out with some oil, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I Sweet. love that. Yeah. Sleep without, you know, because in, at nighttime, we're supposed to be detoxing when we're sleeping, not processing whatever meds we put in ourselves to sleep. We could just diffuse stuff and sleep. Yes. I love this. <laughs> well, thank you, Rachel. This was such a delight. Yes. Thank you for being on. I love this information and I'm just, uh, you know, happy to spread the word about essential oils and how they can be used. Um, I hope the listeners check you out and go, you know, listen and learn and um, start to incorporate some oils into their lives if they haven't already. Yes. And it's super easy and we don't make anything like a chemistry class. I just, you know, there are some people out there who might need to know that part, but um, I don't only go there if they need it. But most of the time it's just like, we use this for this and let's see how that goes. Oh, perfect. Well, thank you so much, Cindy. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Rachel. Hey listeners, my new book, Radiantly Free, Recreating Life and Health from the Radiance of You is now on Amazon, chapter by chapter. This help this book will help you to free the mind, free the body, free the soul, free you, free others. If we're having any tension with other people, you got to check out that chapter. I talk about intuition, our children, and freeing our godly potential. My hope is that it speaks to your soul and helps you heal and become free from the inside out. And I have an app that will support you on your journey to inner healing and radiance. It's free to download. It has a meditation timer in there. And you can subscribe for more features, including my daily recreators, power words for retraining your mind, and get special push notifications from me with quotes and other messages for your inner healing journey. For the links to download and subscribe, go to rachelapp.com. With that, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love. This is the EWN Podcast Network.